Get ready for some hot takes, off-the-wall topics, and candid conversations with current and former players. It's time for Eat 'Em Up with Emerson Eatem. Welcome back, Ducks fans. Thanks for tuning in once again. And uh, actually, last episode, we, we left you on a, a little bit of a, a cliffhanger, if you will. Uh, we actually had uh, some people on Spotify leave comments one one was you know can you can you elaborate uh on on these hockey terms and hockey terminology and i and i must say i must come clean i i, I was tossing out feelers as if we were going to get to it later on the show and quite frankly that was our game plan initially um but this is the show and the show is the nhl it's the highest level you could possibly get to when it comes to the game of hockey. And uh, what happens here in the show is you got to people, people got places to be. I mean, Steph, our producer, he's working on a, a great uh, uh, show with JF Shiger and, and, and documenting, um, you know, his uh, great career. Um, and so, yeah, Steph, our producer, he had to go. Um, never will we mention something on this show, feeler, teaser and at a certain point not deliver that's that's one thing we we don't do here on on eat em up we 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 always deliver on our promises um so what i'd like to say to to some of the 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 commenters on spotify thanks for your your passionate uh listenership a like i i love it absolutely love it i i, I love everyone who supports the show um, we'll try to do our best and, and support you and, and, and do fan interaction and, and outreach. That's, that's a hundred percent because, uh, you listeners out there is, is the only way, uh, to make something like this work. So we appreciate the enthusiasm. We really do. But with that said, pipe her down a little bit, pipe her down a little bit. Like, like we'll get to it. I know you're excited. Piper down is, is another, uh, uh, variation of simmer down. And simmer is obviously, you know, you're, you're kind of engulfed. You're, you're kind of uh, hot, if you will. Is another variation of, of uh, Piper Down. Okay, so we're going to get into all these, these terms, hockey talk, maybe even uh, some stuff that I've brought into to the hockey language, hockey culture. Um, and that'll do it. That'll do it. Well, once again, just a reminder, we'll never not deliver on our promises. Uh, and so here, here we go with, with the hockey lingo, the hockey talk. If you ever hear the term Apple, Apple's an assist. Now, unfortunately, I, I, and, and 100%, I'm not going to make anything up on this show. Um, every, everything's going to be factual-based, whether we're, 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 it's a joking matter, a, a laughing matter, but you know, Apple, I wish I had the, you know, back in 18-something where an Apple fell down and a hockey player hit the puck to another player and he went down and scored. I don't know where the root, no pun, of, of, of the term Apple and how it got made its way in hockey. All I'm, all I'm saying is take it for, for what it's worth. Take it face value. Apple is an assist. So next time you hear that, okay. Um, Max Jones got an apple on a dish. It's another, it's a synonym, dish. Could be another uh, term used for an assist. So you could say Max Jones with the apple on his beautiful pass to Troy Terry. So that's one way you can, you can use it. Moving on, barn burner. Barn burner, like God, Bob. See that barn burner of a game, Edmonton, Anaheim. God, that thing was high scoring, high scoring game, barn burner, and of course your Ducks come out with a dub. You know what's gonna happen. Bender, Bender's one of the the one of the harsher terms when it comes to to hockey talk. Um, a player, and this is the exact definition I was I was able to. Um, and I just scrounged the internet. Some had different definitions for, for each term, but you know. 
I'm going to come out with 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 what I think defines each hockey term to the best of its uh, ability. Bender, like I said, one of the harsher terms. When you get called a bender, that's rough. That's rough. That's rough. Here it is: a player whose ankles bend while they're skating. I mean, you don't you don't have to really be a fan of the game of hockey or, or just you could be a fan of baseball and football and not know anything about hockey. And then you you hear the term bender and its definition. A player whose ankles bend while they're skating? That's bad. That's bad. So if you get called that, you got some serious work to do. You just do. Because that shouldn't happen. Like even the first time you tie on those those skates for the very first time, you're just hopping on the ice, very first time, it's pretty easy to dial in the tie of the skates. At least it should be. And if you're two, three years in to your hockey career, and I don't care if it's beer league, I don't care you know what level you're at, if your skates bend, you got to go back to the drawing board. You just do. And I feel sorry for you. If that's happened in two, three years into your in your hockey career, it's time to switch some things up. And it, it's not the skates. This can happen to all all types, models, bowers, CCM, you you name it. Don't blame the skate. Don't blame the laces. Blame, you know, you gotta look yourself in the mirror and tie those uh tie those bad girls a little bit uh differently. Pizza. This is the this is the term that everyone got all riled up last week about because in in reference to Connor Bernard's gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous goal. If you didn't hear that take, please go back to the last episode and uh, and hear it because it gives me shivers just thinking about that goal. But it was in reference to, to me making a play and I said I'd toss a pizza up east-west, and then to get picked off. So pizza, and this is the best way I found it being described, a pizza is a terrible pass up the middle and intercepted by the opposing team or the opposing team's player. So if you lay up an Aaron terrible pass to no one, I, I always say that pass better have an address. If you're putting that thing in the mail with no address and you're just slinging that that pass to no man's land and it gets picked off, that's what it's called. Now, sometimes a pizza, even worse, and maybe when I when I reference deep dish pizza in last week's episode, I meant that it, it is just a, okay, I said terrible, just a, a grotesque pass would probably be a, 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 a deep dish pizza up the middle. So it's a it's a terrible pass that gets picked off. And anything uh uh on top of a, a a pizza, it's any worse than a pizza is a pizza that you throw up the middle that turns into a dash. A dash is a minus. That means a goal against. So tossing up a pizza that eventually gets picked off and then you get scored on. In in my episode last week, I was referring to me getting dangled, which we'll we'll get to in a second too. The only thing worse than tossing up a pizza would be that player going in on your own uh, on your own net and, and bearing it for a goal against. That's terrible. That's 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 what we call in non hockey related terms adding insult to injury. Biscuit. Uh, biscuit. For for all my my twenty plus year hockey listeners out there, we know what biscuit is. It's the puck. It's the puck. Biscuit tossing the biscuit once again. I might not know a lot of the root, like who, where, how they came up with the terms. Take it for face value. Biscuit is the puck. So when you hear biscuit, uh, that's just another. Another name used for for that hockey puck out there, uh, a beauty beautician. One of the one of the more common 
hockey terms that you've heard over the years. If you're a hockey player from team to team, uh, oftentimes maybe in movies, I wouldn't be shocked and I don't know offhand, but Goon, I can see a, a movie like Goon. If you haven't uh, seen that one, check it out. It's hilarious. Uh, but maybe a term like that or, um, uh, you know, yeah, just, just it, it's, it's almost like a pop culture thing, beauty uh, or beautician. Uh, and here's the definition of player who is loved not only for his skills, but for his personality. He is the one of the coolest guys on the team, usually has great stories. He might also have the best flow on the team. So just the, just the beauty, the beautician. Another synonym for a beauty or a beautician is a glue guy. A glue guy. So I think from a sports landscape perspective, I think baseball, they must have glue guy. I, I, I think the majority of sports fans, when, when referencing a teammate, would probably understand the term glue guy. Well, it's just that, that, that guy or girl that, that God, that, that that team needs. It would, be, it would be somewhat lost. A lot of the identity is built off that team, bringing, or that player bringing energy, bringing the fun, the jokes, the banter. That's what being a beauty is. And on top of that, if you, I think if you're a beauty, you're that, that, that glue guy or girl, but then the, the top-level beauties are, are with the flow. With the flow, that that's just adding. That's just the top nine. That's what makes you a beautician. Uh, moving on, a bucket. Bucket's just a helmet. Um, kind of looks like a bucket. That that might be one of the more self-explanatory. Okay, where did this come from? Oh, bucket. I don't know. It looks like you know, somewhat of just a, a generic bucket. So I, I could see that how that that can be a just an easy you know uh, item that's transitioned uh, into the hockey world. Selly. A lot of people know the Selly. Talked about it lots on this show already. Sally, you know, whether you're playing uh, NHL, uh, the video games, or, or you know, Sally. We've, we've all heard Sally quite a number of times. The celebration following a goal. That's an easy one. Lettuce. I want to save lettuce because we got a great fan mail. So we'll talk about lettuce. And we're going to... And so once again, we're going to save lettuce. We're going to move on to the fan mail, and I'll, I'll, I'll have a, a story or two about uh, the term lettuce. Shout out to uh, one of my former teammates, um, Pat, Patrick Maroon, which I, I wasn't, I was just asked this question not too long ago, who had the best lettuce of any team teammate that I've had in the past? I'd say Patty Maroon, yeah. Yeah, he's got even his own hair product out uh, with his... Uh, with his lettuce he's got going on, it's it's fantastic. Uh, lip lettuce. That's something I've I didn't know was even around. Lip lip lettuce. It's a mustache. Lip lettuce. I, I had no clue. I knew I knew about lettuce, referencing flow, which is another term for for hair. Great hair, coming out the bucky. Short for you know an alternative to bucket, but yeah, lip lettuce. Chalk that one up. Uh, muffin. So kind of like a pizza uh, regarding a, a pass. An errant shot is a muffin. Uh, it's, a, it's a shot that, from a goalie standpoint, should have been stopped. Weavering back and forth uh, on its way, way to the net. That, that's a muffin. So a muffin, yeah, the goalie should stop. It's it's obviously worst case scenario if a, a, a goalie gets a gimme that is a muffin, but who knows? It's kind of like the old knuckleball in in um, in pitching, where that thing's going high, low, knuckling. Oftentimes, just off the tip of that that blade, the the weakest part of the blade there, that flutters in the air. Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst, especially in a grade A scoring chance. Get a great dish from Troy Terry. Can you imagine? Just a perfect east-west, right, right in the office, right, right in the 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 slot, the slots and area uh, in the offensive zone. Okay, pretty much. Oh, I'd say five feet out from the uh, uh, blue paint there, the the crease. So that's probably where the slot is, right, right by the the inside hash marks, right between the dots there. That's the slot. 
Um, so when you get a grade A feed from one of our guys, from one of our guys, Troy Terry, Henrique, Killorn, one of those guys. Can you imagine just a perfect low to high right to the slot and you, you muff it? Brutal. 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 Moving on. Chirp. Uh, to trash talk an opposing team or an opposing player. Like we've heard chirp, chirp, chirp. That's a that's somewhat of a u- now universal. It might have even started in hockey, to be honest with you. But it's more of a universal slang for 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 tossing a uh, uh, you know kind of a off mark uh, 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 point to a, an opposing player or team. One of the worst chirps that I've been tossed. Um, it was in the playoff series uh, against uh, Winnipeg, and uh, that would have been 2014-15. We swept Winnipeg there, uh, but. In the midst of that whole series, I was on the ice, Bufflin. He probably played 35 that night. God, he was good. Um, Bufflin chirped me. He said, hey, Edom, you're not in the American League anymore, bud, referencing me wearing all CCM gear. Can you imagine? He knew, and I wasn't even, I played a lot of games that, that season. And... um Sure, I, I guess I could have switched from CCM to Bauer, but I just I was feeling CCM at the time. I just was. And he he makes a, a, a low blow mark that says you don't have to wear minor league equipment anymore. It's a good one. It's a good one. I, I gotta gotta give him credit. Um I've heard some some great chirps. Some great chirps. I just wanted to to give you a a, a kind of a, a self just an experience I've had, if you will, when it came to to chirps, uh, buffling, t- tossing one out, and trying to hurt my feelings. It threw me off a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Threw me off. It was a, a good chirp. What I responded to, I don't know, but uh, I wasn't ready for it. His chirp was better. I remember his. I don't remember what I said back. So there you have it. Uh, clapper. Clapper is another term for a slap shot. Clapper. Makes somewhat sense. No, no, no real need to to invest too much time into that one. Uh, dangle. Dangle is when a player's when a player deeks by making moves to fake out the goalie or opposing player. Uh, oftentimes, with great finesse with the stick handling work. So a dangle inside out. God, what are some memorable? Dangles, um, Pavel Bure. I'm just trying to think, uh, kind of who I've looked up to back in the day. I remember Pavel Bure. God, that one uh, off the inside skate on the breakaway. He didn't need to do it. He didn't. Do it. I, I don't know even the team. The team doesn't matter who he was going against there. He picked it up with wide speed. He probably started executing this move um, at the top of the offensive zone, faceoff circles, right around that area. Um. He goes forehand, backhands it to the inside of his his skate, and puts it in far side. Just taps it in, dangle, absolute dangle. Um, Rick Nash, that goal. I don't know if it was overtime. It might have been overtime. I'm, I'm I'm trying to think. I think it was overtime. It was overtime. The two. It was either over. He he had two very nice. Goals, I think, to end it, I think. But he had a toe drag. The guy spun around. He did another toe drag. And then his patience around the blue paint was phenomenal. Just tucked it home, Rick Nash. One of the all-time great individual efforts. Maxima Feneganov, for those of you, for sure, 10-plus year hockey vets who have been in and around the game for the last 10 years, um, he's been done for quite some time, uh, Maxim Afeniganov, but dating even probably the 20-year mark. If you've been a true hockey fan for, for the last 20 years, 15, 20 years, for sure you know Maxim Afeniganov, that name. <laughs> Iconic name when it comes to dangles. Kind of had that same beret, that almost cutting off the circulation tape job on those skates. There's no, there's no ankle bending. 
when it came to Pavel Bure and Maxim Afinogen off skates. Those things were, God, they were just, like I said, limited blood flow with how tight they taped those, those ankles on those skates. But they both played a similar way. Fast game, stylish game. And we're certainly tossing out a lot of dangles there. Dirty, almost a, a, a synonym or, or connecting with dangle. Dirty, the term dirty. God, that goal was dirty. The goal was just dirty. Term to describe uh, an outstanding deke. So dangle. That dangle was dirty. Um, a duster. Duster's tough, the term duster. It's, it, it's, it's almost up there with bender. Bender and duster, those are two. Like if you get called a duster, boy, boy. Duster, someone who doesn't get much playing time and clucks dust on the bench. You got to have one in your back pocket in response to that. That's for sh- sh- darn sure. If you get called a duster, have a solid comeback. Have one prepared. Um, flow. Long hair, you can see it sticking out of their helmet. Um, good flow, bad flow, flows flow. Uh, remember, you know, Yager, the iconic, just, oh, God, I don't know. Um, I mean, that's a salad right there. Like, that's that's Letty. Yager's old mullet, um, whatever you call it, a half mullet. It was, uh, it was a big party. Yager's uh, hair back in the day iconic and quite frankly he could do whatever he wanted and he can pull off you know whatever he tried because that's how good he was and it was fabulous so flow long hair bury at times i mentioned him uh, uh just a little bit ago um he had great flow at times sometimes he kept, kept it short but god when he when he had that long uh long hair going out the back um, of that old iconic Bauer helmet. <sighs> nice. 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 Uh, we'll finish off with Gong Show. Uh, a Gong Show is a game that gets out of control. Uh, from big hits, we mentioned uh, Barn Burner. Uh, previous term could be another synonym for Barn Burner Gong Show. It's, it could be a, and also a high score. Just a, a game that flat out gets out of control. Moving on, moving on to uh, my question uh, that I dropped in preparation for this upcoming show on uh, on both the Duckstream Twitter or now X, if we call it, we're still getting used to the, the X, so our, our Duckstream um, channel on X, and then along with my personal um, uh, Instagram that I had what team will have the biggest drop in points from last season to this upcoming season? Um, and I'll, I'll touch on a couple of my honorable mentions um, uh, that we have a, a great take. And one of my teams for that honorable mention is, is what is said uh, by our caller. And it was a fantastic uh, uh, take. And I, I can't wait to get it to just one second. But uh, my team that I picked to have the biggest drop in points from last season to this upcoming season, and it couldn't be the Ducks. We're trying to, we're going league-wide here. We love the Ducks. We're rooting for the Ducks, so you know, we're switching up here a little bit and testing some, some people, fans, callers. Uh, I have the Winnipeg Jets um, as my team that's, that's going to plummet in points. Yeah, I'm going to say plummet. I'm going to use that, plummet. It's harsh, but I think it's... Uh, I think it's going to come into fruition. Um, look, their coaching is great. You, it's it's a team. It's just like you, you look at the the forty six wins and you're like, wow, how do they how do they do that well? How do they do that well? Um, now they they got some big name players, superstars. Uh, get into that point or or yeah, in, in that conversation for sure. Josh Morrissey, he's a superstar. Kyle Connor, yeah, he's he he's in and around that combo for sure. We'll get to uh, Nikolai Ehlers um, in a second. But all in all, the two things that, in my opinion, 
made the Winnipeg Jets not finish from a points perspective all that bad was the coaching and the goaltending and Hellebuck. God, his goals against, his save percentage, his numbers are just like, okay, they're coaching, all they're coaching. Brad Lauer. He's one of my coaches here at one point in, in Anaheim. Fantastic guy. Uh, took Edmonton uh, to the the Memorial Cup there. Um, and he's got a great, he's got a great pedigree. Scott Arnold, he was my assistant coach there uh, after I got traded from Anaheim to, to Rangers. So I, I know uh, Scott very well from my time um, with, with New York. Very knowledgeable guy. He was actually the the one to um, pump my my Corsi in analytical numbers, uh, uh, advanced hockey stats is something we'll get to a little bit later on in the show. But uh, Scott's one one that uh, pumped me up at at one time. Myself having some some pretty lights out uh, analytical numbers. So shout out to uh, to Scott um, Rick Bonus. He's a great coach. He showed it there with Dallas in his time there. Made it to the cup finals. Made it to the cup finals. That's saying something. So the coaching staff through and through. Hellebuck through and through. She proved it year after year. Those are the two things I'm like, God. I've talked on Dubois. What I think, and actually JR had a great take uh, a short time ago about how Dubois has not been happy in the two places he's been, and JR uh, speaking on how JR does outlandish. It was fantastic. It was hilarious. I thought it was, for the most part, true. Um, so shout out to, to JR for, for that take on Dubois. It, it mirrored a lot of what I said, and what I think will still transpire into uh, an under whelming uh, stint with Los Angeles. And I'm judging not by the player he is, but the contract they gave him, which JR uh, touched on as well. So let's go down the list. Kyle Connor, he's a stud. He's a stud. Plays with speed, quick plays. Josh Morrissey, not many D are at the point of game mark through a full season. That just says it right there. It's tough. Got to play a lot of minutes. You got to be the guy each and every shift. You got to be the guy each night, and Josh Morrissey is a stud. League-wide, landscape, superstar, Josh Morrissey. Shifley, uh, I anticipate seeing better numbers out of them. 68 points is terrible by any means. Neither is 42 goals. But let's put it this way. Through a full season, Mark Shifley does have the capability to be a Kyle Connor s numbers when Kyle Connor was, was 80 points. Like, Mark Shifley is so good. Like he he has the kind of talent, the finishing ability, um, the playmaking ability to be in that eighty to hundred point mark range. So that's why I say like he's got better, and, and this team is largely in part going to be hindered on what kind of output he he produces. Uh, we talked about Dubois. He's in LA. Blake Wheeler. God, for what New York paid for Blake Wheeler, I'm like, sheesh. That is a good pickup. I don't care the age. I don't care. Uh, say what you say about maybe some of the distractions or I've met Blake in person. I think he's a lights out individual. I really do. Um, any any interaction I've had with him, uh, he spews leader um, in, in any of those. Uh, it was more through passing moments. Um, you know, he was skating out in, in L.A. and he I don't know if he continues to do so, but at one time um, he was working out at I'm not going to say the name because we got Great Park over here. So I'm not going to say the practice facility. We all, we all know it somewhat. But uh, I was up in, in LA one summer uh, before break, uh, Great Park was even a thing, training with uh, Blake Wheeler and, and Adam Oates. Adam Oates is a, a, a skills coach, and a top-notch skills coach. We all know him from his Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame playing days. Um, uh, uh, but now Adam Oates is, is, is a skills coach. And between him and, and Daryl Belfry, there's there's some that have kind of risen uh, through the past couple of years. But those two players or those two skills coaches still 
are the top of the class. They just are. Um, so I got a chance to, to work with Adam Oates and Blake Wheeler, and, and he was great. He was great. So they're going to leave. They're going to lose 55 points uh, in Blake Wheeler, and that's on the low end for sure. I mean, Blake Wheeler's a guy that uh, likes to delay on one-on-ones. I mean, that just that just gives you a sense of where he's at from a, a, a playmaking um, uh, ability. That <laughs> this guy's like, okay, can I beat this guy one-on-one? He's like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna delay here and, and wait for the second wave. I'm gonna wait for a, a Ehlers to be breaking down weak side. Um, so yeah, Blake Wheeler's a, a big loss. I don't care how you cut it to this organization that has seen Blake Wheeler in a uniform since the Atlanta Thrasher. I mean, that's big time to be in an organization that long to since the Atlanta Thrasher days, Blake Wheeler. And I think New York, that is such between the Lafreniere bridge deal, which it's, it's, it's a perfect cap hit. And, um, it's something where if he explodes, God, that's going to be looking good. And I and I classify Blake Wheeler as a huge addition to an already stacked Rangers team that, in my opinion, is going to do some damage there on the East Coast because they got tending, they got D, they got forwards now, and they got depth scoring, and they got superstar power, so that's scary. Ehlers is a guy who, God, he's another guy. Uh, with Shifley, with Connor, that they just, they're going to need him. Played a uh, little, little over than uh, half a season last year, and they're just going to need him. Lowry's a guy who, from the start of his playing career, kudos to him. I didn't think he was going to uh, pan out to, to what he's done. Um, it speaks to his dad's uh, level of coachability, and I know that they were joined there uh, for a certain time. But... Uh, I mean, the guy can fight. He steps up during the rough times, and he'll fight anyone. Like, if you go back to his his fight catalog, Lowry, like, there's some big names, some big boys in those tilts, and he always answers the bell. 36 points, almost a half a point a game to, to add on that. I, he's, a, he's an impact player that within his, within his, Oh, category of players, he's at the top of the list. You know, um, I mentioned uh, Detroit um, losing Bertuzzi. Well, uh, Lowry is is Winnipeg's Bertuzzi, and uh, he's an impact player, shift in and shift out. Um, Perfetti, Cole Perfetti, great player, great facilitator. He needs to have a lights out year. He needs to to now solidify himself as a as a big time player for this organization. Um Niederreiter is still in. Uh you know, I follow. I, I talked to, about it with that that King's take. Um look, they 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 got some assets. They did. Uh I follows one of them. Velarde's another Oh boy, um, can they answer the bell as go-to guys? That's that's the main question. I don't know. I don't know. Velarde's got a little less on his resume. Has had some injury problems. Stayed healthy last season, and and the result was there. Can he do it? That that's just these are huge questions. You're asking for their core scores to be that much better without the Wheeler, uh, without the Dubois. I said what I said about him, but it's still, uh, you know, 60, 60 plus points. It's a, a 111 plus points between Wheeler and, and uh, Dubois that you're losing. And now you're going to come in and ask for Velarde and Ayafalo. Maybe Niederreiter, you, you're expecting Nita, you know, to have a, 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 so you're asking guys that, ooh, I don't know. This coaching staff, which is a damn good coaching staff, better have a game plan. Uh, Hellebuck can only do so much. And the ever so rising as far as concentration of, of, of good teams, young, good players in this Pacific division, <sighs> better have a game plan. Um, moving on to uh, fan mail. Um. Yeah, Steph, play it. Emmer, thanks for taking calls. 
First off, five favorite ducks. Korea, Solani, Getzloff, Andy Mack, Oleg Tevardovsky. Uh, for your question, I think that Boston's going to have the biggest gap in points from last year. Not saying they're going to be bad, but having a record-breaking season and then losing your top two centers, I think that's going to hurt, especially when it's a guy like Patrice Bergeron. I uh, love having a hockey guy on here. Awesome to hear uh, your content, all your takes. So far, the first few episodes, throwing around the hockey slang, pizza, top cheds, all that. Uh, my favorite's lettuce. So love to hear, uh, love to hear all your takes. Thanks. Great take. Um, yeah, yeah. Gr- great take. And and I, I said I'd elaborate on on some of my honorable mentions um, with uh, with who's gonna, what team's gonna have the biggest point drop from last last season to this this upcoming season. Uh, so I picked Winnipeg. It's the safe on paper bet. How are they going to put it together along with 46 wins? That's not an upcoming 46 win team again. Um, I have Winnipeg in the cellar. I have them Winnipeg winning. Oh, in that I don't know 25 game. I, I mean, they could drop that many games. I, that that's what I'm predicting. 15, I think for sure. But 15 to 20, you know, get in that that 26 win mark, 25. Yeah, I think that's a possibility for Winnipeg, and that's what I'm predicting. Uh, my honorable mentions, like we just last heard of that, take Boston. That's another safe pick because, really, that year, 135 points? Um, that's going to be tough to match. Um, yeah, they're losing Bergeron. They're losing Krejci. Um, I think that's going to be a shock to the locker room. They're bringing in Lucic. I get it. Lucic is still an impact player. Don't get me wrong. He's got that leadership. He's got that that grit, that dog mentality. Uh, he's scary. He'll still tilt and answer the bell to anyone. They're bringing him in. I get it. But that that doesn't make up for for the Bergeron Krejci loss. Um, Jim Montgomery, the coach. Um, he's lights out clearly. Uh, he came back from some personal, um, uh, uh, issues that he, he cleaned up and rightfully, you know, kudos to, to Jim Montgomery for, for, uh, uh, for doing that to his, to his personal life. And he came back with authority and came back with a purpose and he tucked the league over. Let's just call it what it is with that Boston team last year. That's a joke. 135 points is a joke. Um, still at Pasta. Still at Marshawn. It's an easy 135. They can get down to the Leafs 110, 111-point-ish, and that's still obviously a, a, a darn good season. You know, imagine, you know, kind of where that that the, the Leafs are. Um, getting down to, to 50 wins. Come on. Give give the give the league some love, really. Even if you were to drop 20, 20 of those those wins, it's still a darn good season. I mean, come on. Um, so yeah, uh, Boston. That's that's a that's an easy. I didn't want to come out and say it just because you got to give them so much credit, and you don't want to you don't really dog a team that that did something like that. I mean, all the respect goes out to them, but I just don't know how you can come out with another, um, you know, sixty plus win season. Oof, you still have Pasta, you still have Marchand. I get it. Olmark and Swayman. God, that duo was just unfair. Um, so all in all, they put it all together. They really did. The The pieces they lost are going to hurt. Uh, they're still going to be a playoff team. They're still going to have that same great coaching. Pasta, Marchand, they're still going to have the pieces, the goaltending. They're still going to have it. So it's not going to be a big drop, but it's going to be a drop. Um Another honorable mention for the biggest drop, they 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 had the amount of wins where it's like, uh, but Calgary, God, I can see them now. It's hinging on Huberdo. Can he get back to that uh, that big game player status? I think he can. So I, I I went with Winnipeg as a safer option, and that's I think Markstrom can have a bounce back season in 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 one even for the agents. Like when he's on his game, Markstrom, uh, he did it in Vancouver to get rewarded the contract he did 
We've seen it at times in Calgary. Um, he's that good of a goalie where he can have a, a bounce back year. Um, I think all their players, Kadri has better. Um, Toffoli even has better, even though he had no slouch of a year. But Calgary was another boy. Um, lack the superstars, the, the high, high-end superstars. I mean, they got some darn solid players. Uh, but the goaltending can make a, a bounce back. They got some solid young D that can certainly take it up a notch. And Huberdeau, um, they got the the you know Cadre. Uh, those players, I think, can take it up another notch to save them. And what I mean, save them from not maybe plummeting, but uh, staying the same. Maybe getting down to that thirty-five win mark um, ish. So. Yeah, Calgary, Boston, Calgary were, were my honorable mentions. Um, long story short, great take. Uh, let's talk about that lettuce. That was also in that uh, that fan mail call there. Um, lettuce, I, I touched on the lip lettuce, which was a new hockey term for me. Caught me off guard, lip lettuce, whoa. But it makes sense. Lettuce... When I when I think of lettuce, I think of that Minnesota State hockey tournament. My God, have you seen those those Instagram reels, the 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 compilations, if you will, of just bad haircuts? This tournament, and and we're talking teams: Adina, Eden Prairie. Oh my God, some iconic hockey. Not even Minnesota high school hockey. High school hockey or hockey names in general, iconic. Chanhassen and just these, these names, historic hockey names. And now what it's gone to, it's still skill. Like you'll see some OT winners in dramatic fashion in a sold out barn there where, where the Minnesota Wild, like they just sell out that place each and every game. And it is, it's pretty special, I must be honest. But this new generation that's taken over is not only taken over on the ice, but they're, they're taking over the haircut debate for more not-so-good reasons than good reasons. Um, in these compilations that you'll see on, on, on social media, Instagram, um, you know, the announcer and the in-game PA announcer calls each individual player, team by uh, player by player, they're each team's players are all lined up on the goal line. And say, for instance, Zachary Smith, Edina, gets called up, and this guy is waving his hair, and it's cut off like a fourth of it's buzzed in the back. And then the top is like a bowl cut shaved just higher than the ears. And then the back quarter is still got like a like a long, you know, seven, eight inches of hair on it. It is disgusting. And it's one by one, bad haircut, bad haircut, bad haircut, mullets. Half shaved going down the middle, half, half hair. And, and in some cases, attached with some nasty lip lettuce. It's almost like these players, the week before the tournament, all going. It's, like, it's almost like a team bonding thing. A, game, a team get-together right before, before the, the big show. And they go to their local barber there in Edina or Chanhassen or Eden Prairie. And they're like, Barber, just f- us all up. One of the players just sits down in the chair and just said, Sir, f- me up. That's what they tell the barber. And then the barber just one by one takes out the, uh, cut the chainsaw and just one by one just, oh, it's, it, it's gross. But when I think of lettuce, I think of that Minnesota State Hockey Tournament. Check it out. Uh, on the next go around, Steph, uh, we got uh, a little hockey for newbies segment. Uh, so why don't you you play uh, the the clip from Connor Jung, who is the player data analysis for the Anaheim Ducks? Steph, play it. 
In the simplest of terms, expected goals is a measure for shot quality while attributing intrinsic value to scoring chances. We do this to have a more precise measurement of a given shot's probability to be a goal. We already do this with shooting percentages. We take the total number of goals and divide that by the total number of shots. However, not all shots are equally dangerous. So expected goals allows us to quantify one opportunity is more dangerous from another. How so? Well, as hockey fans, we don't just watch for the shots or end result. We watch for the puck movement of in-zone play, for the chances generated with speed off the rush and other contextual elements of hockey that make one shot different from another. Expected goals is tasked with weighing these contextual elements into what makes a shot more likely to be a goal. Very well said. Expected goals. But let's, let's, let's go back a little bit and just talk about uh, Connor Jung, who, as I mentioned, is the, the, the player, player data analyst for the Anaheim Ducks. Do you hear how eloquently he just defined expected goals? It sounded to me better than Siri. Way, way better than Siri. Or something you, you, you hear in your, your Tesla car or, or, you know, OnStar or something, you know. I mean, it sounded phenomenal, his presentation there. So shout out to, to you, Connor, for, for so eloquently put. Um, expected goals, I, uh, you know, the, the question was to let you hockey newbies, as the segment is uh, called, or hockey for newbies, what what is a, a advanced hockey stat that a a new fan, maybe a fan that is um, a little bit unfamiliar with hockey in general, or you know, uh, advanced stats as a whole? Like, what would be one one stat to kind of you know get your toes wet a little bit? Um, and expected goals. And now, God, even as, as Connor so, so you know, eloquently put that, it's, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Pretty much taking shot percentages and adding a little creatine to it. That's pretty much what you're doing. Bulking it up, adding a little muscle to that. Off zone entries, you know, a scoring chance for no these these aren't just downtown perimeter shots here. What's the quality of that shot? We talked about shots being released and, and, and if you're a player being being set up kind of in that slot area. That's what we're that's what we're talking about when we're talking about expected goals. So um there you have it. I, you know, if you ask me, like, okay, Emmer, you know, what, what, what's your pedigree? What, what's your um, knowledge when it comes to to advanced hockey stats? Um, I trust the pros. Like, why am I going to try to sit here and 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 divest and educate myself on, you know, it's like some of these these doctors. That that study the the most advanced diseases. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to you. It's a whole new ball game and category of of technology. And uh, yeah, I mean that's why I'm not on this show trying to break down Corsi and 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 all these other analytical uh, categories. We're gonna we're gonna come ask Connor. Um, which leads to my final thought. The first analytic guys uh, that I remembered are, are uh, the Chaikas. And, you know, Chaika was the kind of the first, I don't know, maybe big name when it comes to young hotshot who, who, who kind of knew a lot about the, the, the puck possession part of the game, Chaika, um, in his 
his term there in in, in Arizona uh, ended, and uh, you know you don't you don't hear too much about him uh, when it comes to, to to this hole. And I think as far as the the whole analytical movement has progressed, it's 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 now come up with names, big names. Kyle Dubas is a big name, and our very own Pat Verbeek is a big believer in his team of analytical experts. One of them being Connor Jung. Fabulous. A fabulous definition of, of uh, an analytical stat that uh, what Connor views as something that maybe younger, newer fans, I should say, uh, should keep an eye out for when starting this whole, whole process. Um, I love advanced hockey analytics. Like if you were to ask me, hey, I mean, are you for it? Are you more of old school? You know, uh, they should stay out of this. No. The biggest reason I like analytics and these advanced stats is it's creating jobs. And it's opening up a window for maybe, you know, players, former players, past hockey players that, you know, as the game is, is leaning towards hiring former players and so on and so forth, a lot of this is this opening up the door to, to, to people, high intelligent hockey people that, that maybe didn't have that level experience as a player. And they've been studying the game through and through for years that get this window, a giant window of opportunity to help grow the game. Ryan Lichtenfels has been with the Anaheim Ducks organization for a long time, started in the PR department, uh, and then went on to uh, managing team services, the manager of team services, which uh, does all the travel, the hotel bookings. Boy, is that stressful. Oh, like if, if, if you're cut from that cloth that can take that heat, oh, you're, 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 you're special. I'll be honest. You got it dialed. You got those those Google calendars. Oh. Teams meetings, you name it. You got all that dialed to a T. Um, and now he's the uh, manager of hockey analytics for the Anaheim Ducks. Like, you want to talk about a rise. That, in a nutshell, is why I love the analytic realm in hockey more than the the numbers itself you know what it's providing fans players more money sometimes unfortunately less money when it comes to negotiations for that player's sake but it has opened up a new door and a lot of opportunity for for aspiring uh hockey people which i love uh that's about it i'm gonna leave on this don't be a bender don't be a duster work on your game Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. This is an Anaheim Ducks original production on Duck Stream.